Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. So, chapter 5. Now Hiram the king of Tari sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father. For Hiram always loved David, and Solomon sent word to Hiram, and you know that David, my father, could not build a house in the name of the Lord his God because of the warfare which encountered his enemies surrounded him, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. And so I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord, my God. And the Lord said to David, my father, your son, whom I will set on the throne in your place, shall build the house for my name. Now, therefore, command that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me, and my servants will join your servants. And I will pay for your servants such wages as you set. For you know there is no one among us whom, who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. Soon Hiram heard the words of Solomon. He rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, who has given to David a wise son over all the great people. Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have heard the message that you have sent to me. I am ready to do all that you desire in the matter of cedar and cypress timber. My servant shall bring it down from the seed of Lebanon, and I will make it into rafts to go by sea to the place where you direct. And I will have them broken up there, and you shall receive it. And you shall meet my wishes by providing food for my household. So Hiram supplied Solomon with the timber of cedar and cypress that he desired. While Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for the household and 20,000 cores of beaten oil. Solomon gave Hiram year by year and the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon and the two of them made a treaty. King Solomon drafted forced labor out of all of Israel, and the draft numbered 30,000 men. He sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month in shifts. They would be a month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoram was in charge of the draft. Solomon also had 70,000 burden, burden bearers and 80,000 stone cutters in the hill country. Besides Solomon's 3,300 3, chief officers who were over their work who had charge of the people who carried on the work. The king's command, they carried, they quarried out greatly, costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house, which dressed the stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the men of Cabal did the cutting and prepared the timber and the stone to build the house. <clears throat> Chapter six, in the four hundred and. 80th year after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. The house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. The vestibule in front of the nave of the house was 20 cubits long, equal to the width of the house and 10 cubits deep in front of the house. And he made for the house windows, and recessed frames. He also built a structure against the wall of the house, running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary, and he made side, cha side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits broad, and the middle one was six cubits broad. 
The third was seven cubits broad for all around the house. He made offsets of the wall in order that the supporting beam should not be inserted into the walls of the house. When the house was built, it was with stone prepared in the quarry so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the house while it was being built. The entrance to the lowest story was on the south side of the house, and one went up by stairs to the middle story, and from the middle story to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he made the ceiling of the house of beams and planks of cedar. He built the structure against the whole house, five cubits high, and it was joined to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon concerning this house that you are building. If you will walk my statutes and obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David, your father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and I will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He lined the walls of the house and the inside and boards of cedar. From the floor to the house, the walls of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood. He covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built 20 cubits on the rear of the house with boards of cedar and the floor to the walls, and he built it within an inner sanctuary as the most holy place. The house that is, the name in front of the inner sanctuary was 40 cubits long. The cedar within the house was carved in form of boards and open flowers. All was cedar, no stone was seen. The inner sanctuary he prepared in the innermost part of the house, he set there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 20 cubits high, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid an altar with cedar, and Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold, and he drew chains on gold across in front of inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold, and he overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also, the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary, he overlaid with gold. In the inner sanctuary, he made two chubin of olive wood, each 10 cubits high. Five cubits was the length of one wing of the cherub, and five cubits was the length of the other wing from the cherub. It was 10 cubits from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherub also mentioned measured 10 cubits. Both cherub had the same measure with the same form. And the height of one cherub was 10 cubits, and that was the other cherub. He put the cherub in the innermost part of the house. The wings of the cherub was spread out so that a wing of one touched the wall, and a wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. The other wings touched each other in the middle of the house and overlaid the cherub with gold. Around all the house, he caved engraved figures of cherub and bald trees and open flowers in the inner and outer rooms. The floor of the house he overlaid with gold and inner with outer rooms. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and the doorposts were five-sided. He covered the two doorposts with olive wood, carvings of cherub, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid them with gold and spread gold on the cherub and the palm trees. He also made for the entrance of the nave doorposts of olive wood in the form of a square. The two doors of cypress wood, the two leaves of one door were folding, the two leaves of the other door were folding. On them he carved cherub and palm trees and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold evenly applied on carved wood. Work. He built the inner court with three courses of stone cut, one course of cedar beams. In the fourth year, the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv. On the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, the eighth month, the house was finished in all the parts, according to its specifications. He was seven years in building it. Chapter 7. Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished his entire house. He built the house in the forest of Lebanon. 
Its length was 100 cubits, and its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. And it was built on four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams on the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above the chambers that were on the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were window frames in three rows, and windows the opposite window in three tiers. All the doorways and the windows had square frames, and window was opposite window in three tiers. He made the hall of pillars, its length was 50 cubits, and its breadth 30 cubits. There was a porch in front with pillars and a canopy in front of them. He made all of the hall of throne where he was to pronounce judgment, even in the hall of judgment. It was finished with cedar from Florida rafters. His own house where he was to dwell in the other court back in the hall was a like workmanship, was of like workmanship. Solomon also made the house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter when he had taken her in marriage. These, all these were made of costly stones cut according to the measure, sewed with saws back and front, even in the foundation to the coping and from the outside of the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, huge stones, stones of eight and 10 cubits. And above were costly stones cut according to measurement and cedar. The great court had three courses of cut stone all around and a course of cedar beams. So had the inner court of the house of the Lord and the vestibule of the house. And King Solomon sent and brought Hiram and Tari, and he was the son of a widow from the tribe of Nepali. And his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in bronze. He was full of wisdom, understanding, and skill for making any work in bronze. He came to King Solomon, and he did all his work. He cast two pillars of bronze. Eighteen cubits was the height of one pillar, and a line of twelve cubits measured its circumference. It was hollow, and its thickness was four fingers. The second pillar was the same. He also made two capitals of cast bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. And the height of one capital was five cubits. And the height of the other capital was five cubits. There was lattices of checker work and wreaths of change work on the capitals and the tops of the pillars. A lattice for the one capital and a lattice for the other capital. Likewise, he made pomegranates in two rows around the lattice work to cover the capital that was on the top of the pillar. And he did the same with the other capital. Now the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars in the vestibule were of lily work, four cubits. The capitals that were on the two pillars and also above the rounded projection, which was beside the lattice work. There were also 200 pomegranates in rows all around, and so with the other capital. He set up the pillars in the vestibule of the temple. He set up the pillar on the south and called its name Jacqueline. He set up the pillar on the north and called its name Boaz. And on the tops of the pillars were lily work. Thus the work of the pillars were finished. Then he made a sea of cast metal. It was round, 10 cubits from brim to brim, and five cubits high. A line of 30 cubits measured its circumference. Under its brim were grounds for 10 cubits, compassing the sea all around. The grounds were in two rows, cast with it when it was cast. It stood on 12 oxen, three facing north, three facing west, and three facing south, and three facing east. The sea was set on them, and on their rear parts were inward. Its thickness was a hand breadth, and its brim was made like a brim of the cup, like a flower of the lily. It held 2,000 baths. He made the tent strand of bronze. Each sand was four cubits long, four cubits wide, and three cubits high. This was the construction of the sands. They had panels, and the panels were set on frames. And the panels were in the frames were a lily, lions, oxen, and cherim. On the frames... Both above and below the lions and oxen, there were wreaths of beloved work. Moreover, each stand had four bronze reels and axles of bronze. The four corners were support supports for a basin. 
The supports were cast with wreaths inside of each. Its opening was within a crown that projected upward one cubit. Its opening was round as a pedestal it's made, a cubit and a half deep. At its opening, there were carvings and its panels were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the panels and the axles of the wheels were of one piece and the strands and the height of the wheel was a cubit and a half. The wheels were made like a chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. There were four supports and the four corners of each stand. The supports were of one piece with the stand and the top of each stand there was a round band half a cubit high and on top of each stand says its panels in one piece with it. And on the surface it stays and on its panels, he called he carved cherim, lines, and palm trees, according to the space of each, with wreaths all around. After this manner, he made the ten stands, and all of them were cast alike, the same measure and of the same form. He made ten basins of bronze. Each basin held forty baths. Each basin measured, measured four cubits. There was a basin for each of on ten stands. He set the stands, five on each side of the house, and five on the north side of the house set the sea at the northeast corner of the house. Hiram also made the pots, the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram finished the work that he did for King Solomon on the house of the Lord. The two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on top of the pillars, and the two lattice works to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and the 400 pomegranates and the two lattice works, and the two pomegranates for each lattice work to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars. The ten stands and the ten basins on the stands, and the one sea and the twelve oxen underneath the sea. Now the pots, the shovels, the basins, and the vestibules on the house of the Lord, which I remained for King Solomon, were of burnished bronze. And the plain of the Jordan and the king cast them, and the clay ground them between Sakoth and Zarethem. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because there were so many of them, and the weight of the bronze was not assained. So Solomon made all the vessels that were in the house of the Lord, the golden altar, the golden table, the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold, fire, five on the south side and five on the north because of the inner sanctuary, the flowers, the lamps, the tongs of gold, the cups, the snuffers, the basins, the dishes of incense, the fire pans of pure gold and the sockets of gold, and the doors of the innermost place of the house, the most holy place, the doors of the nave of the temple. Thus all the work that King Solomon did on the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought the things that David had father had, his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and turned them into treasuries in the house of the Lord. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you and may his light shine upon you.